This podcast contains some magical adult language. Listener discretion is advised. And sorry, Mom. Welcome to Rat Castle, a progressive chat about Disney magic without the pixie dust. I'm the glorious and wonderful Nathan Hartman. I don't know. I felt very confident about saying that. I don't know why. I feel very empowered today. I don't know. I don't think anyone else was going to say it. So you got to say it for yourself. You got to support yourself. I'm feeling very empowered. Love today. yourself, Nathan. You know, I, sometimes the world is so hard for people like me. And I just think it's important that I feel empowered. Um, wait, okay. wait, wait. <laughs> Hold on. So you can see we're getting goofy already on this podcast, everybody. Anyway, today, Dave is sadly not with us. Um, he is off creating literal magic, probably of the Batman variety. So we're allowed to let that happen. Um, of course, if you don't know, check out his Instagrams and his Twitters. He's working on his Gotham AR stuff um, and other awesome projects. So he's not able to be with us tonight. But we have an esteemed panel who is as excellent and miraculous and wonderful as I am, uh, even more so, one might say. Uh, and those include Janine. Hello. Victoria. Hello. And Sarah. Hi. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this uh, wonderful episode. We have some fun stuff uh, to bring to you, and we're going to start in, of course, the good old Sunshine State with a a kind of a uh, a themed board about a collapsing hotel has collapsed. Um, <laughs> Janine, tell us a little bit about uh, a nostalgia trap that is getting people uh, upset because it's gone. Yeah, I can I can kind of relate to that. Um, but uh, the Tower of Terror pseudo lifelike billboard that was on the highway. <laughs> pseudo lifelike. I have I mean... a story for that. I have okay. a story. I'll get to okay. that. But um, they it's got like a little elevator of people that like, yes. wave and it's like they wiggle. You know, they're not they waving. Wiggle. They're screaming. They're they're yeah, going ah. That's fine. <laughs> they're um, going ah. <laughs> yes. Ah. So it's been there since I was a kid. Yes, true. And, it's been there forever. Um, they they announced that it was coming down and then immediately, no hesitation, ripped that sucker down. Yes. Um, but where I was have... that energy for Tron? <laughs> like... It's a lot easier to knock something down than So quick to take everything down. <laughs> yeah. Let's not, yes. D- Disney, the Walt Disney Company, easier to knock things down than to put things up. That yep. is their current yeah. model. Yeah. Look at Epcot. Yeah. Um, Good so, uh, this it's weird because like no other ride really has a standalone permanent no. billboard like that it was a bit weird i'm a little sad that it's gone because i have a very fond memory of that uh when i was a kid we were taking my grandma to somewhere in disney i guess and i remember her pointing at it and saying well where's the line how do you get on oh <laughs> she thought that that was it but then i was telling that story throughout my life and i realized oh my god she was fucking with me oh yeah <laughs> that's true <laughs> I told that story for 20 years before that clicked that like, oh, wait, no, it's not dumb grandma. No, it's, it's dumb, dumb Janine. Yeah. Yes, yeah. it's always dumb Janine. How did it take? It's just t- goes to tell you, you know. How the turns tables. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that the, the billboard structure is gone. It's gone. I'm, yep. I don't Poof. think they're putting anything there. No. 
It's just. I thought they said it was just going to be landscaping, which is boring. I, that's is it going to be landscaping? It's just grass. Yeah, it's going to be. Grass. It's just grass. Yeah, it's fancy I mean, for grass. I, I, yeah, we use the term landscaping instead of just saying, "Well, it's just going to be grass," which is just like <laughs> you're not going to put a bush there. It's like this is the <laughs> memorial bush for the sign. <laughs> was Tower of Terror the only ride that had a billboard? Muppet Vision had one. Well, oh, that's been there yeah. that long, I yeah. should say. Oh, yeah. that's oh, been there that okay. long. Yeah. I mean, um, there's. No. There's like I think in the like the, the legendary billboard section I think of the um classic universal ones that everyone's all in the 90s with like the ET finger and oh, yeah. um Oh, the Bugs Life one. The Bugs Life one lasted a long time. Uh but those were all off property. This was um this was one of the few that was on property that I don't know why it was there so long. It's very strange. It's really and then it's, that it, it was barely working. Oh, yeah, it, it stopped for a while. It moves? I've only yeah, ever seen it work to. twice in my life. I think they fixed it's supposed it at to one move. point pretty recently in the last yes. year. And then yeah. it was dead a long time. And it's yeah. funny because it's like, I think, I don't want to, you know, I'm going to speculate. But I'm going to assume uh, the reason is the same as the reason we lost Primeval World, which is like, they just don't make parts for it anymore. <laughs> like, like whatever <laughs> thing that makes that board wiggle is like from the '90s, and that manufacturer is gone. You know, like it's this weird thing because it's not a hard. That makes sense. It, it's not one of those things that should be that difficult to fix. But that thing was down all the time. It's kind of sad that it's going away though, because it's so unique and different, and just so, yeah. like it's like why is it there? But it, that's what makes it really nice. And, like, it's really charming. Cool I, yeah, I, like there's nothing there. The drive is so boring. If it had gone away like five years after the ride opened, we wouldn't have blinked an eye. It's just that they left it. Um, And that's the weird thing. That's the thing I I think is like the only led – like the legacy status of a lot of stuff at Disney is can you stay around and be ignored by corporate long enough that that people form nostalgia to you? And then they take you away because it's it's an obviously – like sane decision but people like lose their minds like they just like flamethrowered like the carousel of progress or something like it's just like you know it's not a huge deal it's just a sign but people do put a lot to it and and it's it's a strange it's a strange thing about disney is like you just leave a thing long enough right like if i glued a quarter to somewhere in disney springs and like just kind of whispered about it on twitter like i bet in a year people would be like you, did you go see the quarter? Like, there's a quarter. That's glued to the, <laughs> Not even just that. There'll be like merch for it on Etsy. Yeah. 100%. Like, low key, though. <laughs> yeah. I kind of want you to do it. Yeah. Glue gl- 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 a go find a place and glue a quarter. That is now my challenge for you. Like, do it near the okay. little water fountain thing where you got to turn it. Like, do it there. <laughs> do it there. Man, you're making me do it right in the spotlight. Yeah. Th- well, that's cameras. You, you. Oh, but you just get a crowd of kids around you and just like. You know, I could just say there's a quarter. I don't even have to do it, really. Like, you just got to say it long true. enough. And people go, I didn't see it last time I was there, but I'll keep looking. Anyway, <laughs> on to real, on to just real like things. Just gaslight the entire Disney community. <laughs> this is Inside the Magic. We're telling you all about the new great quarter you can find at Disney Springs. Um, not that. Not yeah. this. So anyway, <laughs> uh, let's talk about things you can locate uh, now. Uh, Janine, what can you now locate at Disney? Or well, soon, I suppose. If the technology works, your car. So no. Yeah. <laughs> so no. Like the My Disney Experience app, I don't know how much stock I'm personally putting into it, but State Farm and Disney have partnered to bring a car locator service to the My Disney Experience and Disneyland apps to help people find their cars in their enormous parking lots. It's uh, it's pretty exciting. I've lost my car at Hollywood Studios. It was very, I'm not even kidding, traumatic. Um, I wish I had that. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't mean to laugh. <laughs> 
imagining her going around the parking lot with the key, just like tears in hand, popcorn bucket. We, we get it, tears. Anaheim people. They were not it's my a, tears. You have like a small garage that you all hang Le- out hey, in. Hey, we have two, okay? okay. Two garages. <laughs> Ooh, they got two. They got two, two garages. I had <laughs> definitely lost my car in a parking garage because there were two similar parking garages, mm-hmm. and I exhaustively searched the wrong parking garage. Been there, done that. Universal. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, this is interesting. Um, I've had that cold sweat when I come back from a day at the park and go, I didn't take a photo. But I imagine you still have to do something in the app to make it happen. I wonder, like, because if you if you have oh, to yeah, do so something, I do. just don't see yeah, the value. I thought like we were going to forget. Yeah. So what you gotta, what you got to do is when you go in there, you have to have your Bluetooth, your location service, and the app on. Yeah, like a good neighbor, State Farm is going to collect your information. Yeah. <laughs> um, if you don't think that I'm right about that, you're crazy. Um, yeah. <laughs> they want to know who has the income now to still go to Disney World. Um, yeah. So, like, is it going to give you the general idea of where your car is, or will it give you a specific spot number? I think what, how it's going to work is it's going to ask for certain information about your car and then use the Bluetooth and location services yeah. to help you locate it once you turn I mean, it back they, on they as they you're leaving the park. Like a little mock-up, and it says, like, Aladdin Lot, Road 206. So, okay. I don't think it's like the Apple, this is where you parked, here's a pin on the map. I think it tells you your row. And I if it's it just like a glorified row. enter your row. Yeah. You know what else would tell me my row? Better stuff that would tell me stuff like on the road because all, yes. of the, all the paint is, and they always go through like yearly and redo the parking lots. So I know they get a lot of traction, but uh, you know, they'll have a number and it's like, we have it at the end and we have it in the middle. And if you're anywhere in between that acre and a half, <laughs> you're yeah. gonna have to wait till you get to <laughs> the, the other end to see what it is. And you've already forgotten. You're already mid conversation. Um, I still don't know how the parking lot works at Epcot because they have literally one sign when you leave Epcot, and it's like, I don't know, Wonders and Creations is this way, and Farts and Burps are this way, or whatever. The, I don't know what they're called. Um, and like, you're just sort of like, okay, like, but which one? Like, how? I know, you know I parked just... in Discover, but where is Discover? Like it, it, there's like a exactly. mile between Discover yeah. and Create. You know what? No I never even thought about that. Like yeah. to this day, I do not know how Epcot's parking lot works. No, and I still get lost in just, it. And they changed Hollywood Studios yeah. too. Yes, right. So, the thing about Hollywood Studios and Animal Kingdom is they're small enough parking lots that if you have a general idea and an emergency like thing on your car or a beep thing, you'll find it. Like it's not. That, super I beg to differ. Well, oh, I'm fucked. I got a 2004, so I'm screwed. Well, how can you afford Disney anyway at, with a 2004? That's because she drives For a real, 2004. We got priorities, that's true. That's true. <laughs> so anyway, uh, that is a car locator. Sara, I hate to bring this up, but I think we should do it. <laughs> For yeah. the sake of the audience and, and for yourself, you could use a car locator. Your car has I need been a call. stolen. Do you need to put a yep. call out? To that was what I'm talking about. I need a car locator in Orange County ASAP today. Like, I, when I was talking to the cop, because this is what I, I was thinking all Hang these on, cameras. They, people to don't be know. clear, what happened? Oh, yeah. Okay. Right. So, <laughs> I wake up 7 a.m. I'm like, oh, I got, I'm, I got a meeting at 8 o'clock. Let me go to Starbucks and get a coffee. So mm-hmm. I go, key in hand, y'all. Key, yeah. key in hand. I go outside to where I usually park my car. This is the one day that I did not park it in the garage. So I was like, okay, I go outside. I, I'm looking at where I parked my car and I thought that I was crazy. I was like, did somebody move my car? Am I crazy? Like what happened? And so I go ask everybody that was in my house. Nobody touched my car. Nobody knew where it was. Right. It just vanished. No glass on the ground. No nothing. It was just gone. Like, I don't even know what to say. Gone in 60 seconds. Just gone. And I went around like looking for all the cameras, looking for neighbors who might have seen something. Nobody, it literally vanished. Like it just, it would just, it just disappeared. 
May I ask and, a question though? Yeah. I think this is pertinent. Do you mm -hmm. have a Herbie? Did this car go off and find love? <laughs> I don't know. Is, I is, hope is, so. Is it, does it have its own soul? I don't know. I feel like creator. it got up and walked away. I don't know what happened. It just disappeared. Like it, you, I don't know how they opened the door. I don't know how they got the car to start. Yeah. I don't know. But well, anyways, if you're in Orange County <laughs> yeah. and you see a, what kind of car is it? It's a Kia Optima 2015 black. If you see it, call the cops. Call the cops. I don't <laughs> or care. Call me. If, uh, every call me first. Black <laughs> Kia Optima. Everybody. <laughs> you, you see in LA. We're putting out, this is like the warriors. Warriors, everyone, boppers, listen. <laughs> We're putting out the call. Yeah. Reference, man, if you get that. Um, okay. So anyway, um, there's no good transition between um, Sarah's Herbie Carr has left to find love in France and the next segment. Oh, maybe a little bit. It went to France to find mimes because they're now all in France. Um, now, why would you do that? I don't know. It was a bad transition. But Janine, <laughs> why don't you finish off Disney World by telling us how we have lost. Well, we don't know if we're losing, but they're not. They're no longer on the schedule. Several different entertainment options. Yeah. A lot of uh, live entertainment stuff has seemingly either gotten the ax or just gotten a lot more hard to find. Um, so uh, the, no park was spared, as best I can tell. Uh, actually, Animal Kingdom was spared. Nothing was killed from Animal Kingdom, it looks it's like. It's hard to take more away from Animal Kingdom. Yeah, <laughs> there's not nothing. Yeah, what do like, they have? What do they have? <laughs> I'm looking at this list right now, and to be fair, we kind of already knew Galactic Spectacular was gone. Can we start with that? Because that's not an actor thing. That's like a performance entertainment option. Yeah. And... I loved it. I loved it too. I, loved I did it. not like it. Why? Explain. Well, you have bad I thought taste. it was boring. <laughs> uh, well, there were times where it was better, I think. It got kind of like, like it's muddled weird. down. And, I remember and new there movie being stuff. A, a Star Wars fireworks show when it first came out. Right. And I remember they had the projection mapping, and I thought it was the coolest thing. Mm -hmm. And then I went back like maybe a year or so later and was just like, wait, this is not the same thing. I don't know no. what changed. I wasn't keeping up with Disney stuff as closely as I am now. Um, I don't know. Did it change? Did they change it? Because They it added a solo segment and they added a Last Jedi segment and they added a Rise of Skywalker segment. I think it just got a little long in the tooth. Yeah, um, it got really long. Yeah, so I can that was see kind it of being problem. exhausting. Yeah, but that lightsaber ending, when it, that was cool. I liked that a lot. But anyway, I'm sad about that. So beyond entertainment, of course, we have lost uh, also people or at least they're not going to do their thing anymore or they're getting you know put somewhere else. I don't know. So... Um, Janine, can you tell us who we may be losing performer-wise? At least they're yeah. not on the schedule anymore. Absolutely. So um, in Magic Kingdom, we've lost some pretty big ones, in my opinion. Um, the Main Street Trolley Show is no longer on the schedule, which is really crushing. Yeah. It hurts my feelings. Um, I think some people are also going to be really upset to see that uh, meeting Alice in uh, Wonderland at the Mad Tea Party is uh, no longer on the schedule, as well as Gaston near his tavern, who is like disney viral video meet yeah that's wild to me that that's gone and then also tinkerbell at uh the town square theater which is especially strange because that's like a there's infrastructure for that so well i thought minnie was moving into where tinkerbell was i think so, yeah i think minnie's moving in there actually all of these make sense to me in some way okay explain like, like alice already meets in epcot so she's not gone Roger. she's just in a different part Gaston keeps getting harassed by everybody, so yeah, yeah that's fair. Makes sense. Yeah, yeah. that and, has to be exhausting. And like you said, I think Minnie's taking over a Tink spot, right? And she's in a cavalcade of her own, I think. So, mm -hmm. I in think a way, that, those make sense. Yeah, the trolley show, I think, is just a lack of staffing because it's usually just great so people. Too. Um, I, that'll come back. I, I'm not too worried. Weirdly, I'm not worried about these necessarily. Yep, it's um, the next batch that I'm. It's yeah. the next batch. Yep, yeah. Epcot just got a. 
shot to the knee. Um, so some of Epcot's most, uh, what is the word? My brain just totally went out. Just respected, <laughs> respected, like genuine stuff that you're like, wow, these are really talented performances. The, uh, the jewel dragon ac- acrobats in China are no longer on the schedule as well as the serveur amusant in France. Both are like, that's the guy who like stacks, stacks the, the chairs and the wine bottles. And yeah. like, they do really fascinating stuff that draws a crowd and always draws a crowd. Yes. I, I 100%. Yeah. They're not on the schedule anymore. I don't, and the concern, of course, for any Epcot performers not being is like they're not and no, no tea, no shade, no pink lemonade to, to normal cast members. But these are usually unique performers that aren't rotated out. They're like highly skilled. Yeah. Artists, Very much so. You know, like th- this is their career path. Like they've made like genuine, highly specialized, highly trained career choices that right. led them here. And it's like, what are they doing now? Are they going to State Farm and... <laughs> State running tech Farm. support for their car locator app. Yeah, what are they doing? Well, has, Maurice has Epcot... <laughs> working for State Farm now with his whistle. Maurice from State Farm. Um, has Epcot recovered from the um, the hiring freeze that they were having, or like for, or, or for international? Sure. Not international. No, the international uh-huh. is still getting there. By the way, everyone, I'm sure you're you're thinking about it because food and wine has just started. Janine and I will be going this uh, next weekend. So we will come back next episode with the big old food and wine thoughts. Um, We'll give you some, we'll give you some reviews, but yeah, these people are, I I don't know. I sort of think there's always interesting reasons for this. The jewel dragon acrobats. It could be a visa thing. Like that's a group opposed to a couple people. The, the, the French entertainers literally could just be going on vacation for like, (laughs) like, like, I mean, it just because they're off the schedule doesn't hundred percent mean they're gone, but it's still always worrisome because you know, uh, we didn't think we were ever going to get those Japanese drummers back. I didn't think that was... I yeah, didn't I didn't think, think they I were didn't, going to. I was really concerned. But my yeah. question is, why is it always Epcot first that gets, like, shot in the kneecaps? It's we always have a Epcot. Lot. We have a lot at Epcot, in my opinion. And there's a lot of variables. I Yeah, I feel like there's a lot of things that can go wrong. Because, like you mentioned, whenever it comes to, like, with international performers, yeah. their visas, like, their True. work, like, it could be anything that... And, like Janine was saying, they're like highly skilled people you can't just like have a casting call and just hire someone very quickly to fill that spot once you like lose someone on the team it's over so yes this is of course uh issues that we are having and hopefully fingers crossed we'll get some of these people back um but oddly enough uh something might be coming back over at disneyland sara what is the rumor that consists or persists i should say all the time uh but maybe has a little more legs than normal so there has been a very, very strong rumor lately that we'll be getting back the people mover over uh, in Disneyland. So there has been talks of this Tomorrowland overhaul for years and years. Yeah. And I don't know if it's going to happen. Desperately needs yeah. it. <laughs> Desperately. Our Tomorrowland is, it's, 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 it's like in it's shambles. Dire. Honestly, the Tomorrowland as a whole in any park is just an issue. Yeah, mm-hmm. it really is. But I think when it comes to Disneyland, Tomorrowland, and I've said this before, it's very sticky. Um, I don't know how else to describe it other yeah. than just that. Yep. Um, we need... Sorry, the future is sticky. <laughs> it is. It kind of is. <laughs> <laughs> um, but this time, like when it, we always hear the rumor of the people mover coming back. It's consistently been talked about. But there have been very prominent people in the Disney community making actual videos on it and saying, uh, like we have Offhand Disney, Fresh Baked. They've reported on this um, rumor as well. There was an Imagineer who posted a video of the mo- standing behind the monorail and some- having something to do with the people mover. Not exactly sure what that's about. Um, but so the rumor basically consists of 
the people mover will be coming back um, and the announcement will happen during D23 um, in September. And it will be remade, same track, just cheaper uh, parts, kind of changing the system, the right system a little bit to make it um, better. I don't know how that's going to work um, because the there's a lot better of better than rocket rods. <laughs> well, I was waiting for someone rod. to say rocket rods. I was waiting. <laughs> speaking of rocket rods, that wrecked the entire track. Yeah. Like the the foundation is awful. Like it could some people say it could fall at any minute. So I don't know if that's true, but um, yeah. So we're hoping to see something from the streamer. Hopefully, it's true. We kind of just have to wait until D twenty three until to see if there's any like actual things right. to this. I don't know. I mean, I'm, I hope you guys don't get it because I like having that over you. <laughs> no, I, mean, I, I, we need the people mover. I really think we need it. It's bad. Like really we have do. horrible traffic. You well. do. You need something that sucks people up. And we really do. Yeah. 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 So well, I don't know. See it happening. I really don't. Oh, you really don't. Pessimist. I really don't. Like, first off, do you see how long it's taken to build Tron? And that's a carbon mm. copy. You want to mm. build something from the ground up? And yeah. I don't see. Sh- I don't see shape. And take things down. Yeah. I don't see Shapek doing it, especially with Tomorrowland because we have Launch Bay. Not it's not even used. I think they just right. opened up a section yeah. for Darth they, Vader. So exactly. Darth Vader meeting rate. So well, let's not, let's not mm. let's not use Launch Bay for any sort of people mover thing. <laughs> oh yeah, be, I forgot. That needs that to be a circle to... show again. Yeah. Um, mm. bring back America Sings or something. Some sort of because uh, that's the same building, right? Is that is it is that it's the way the, the same building, but it's haunted. Yeah, oh, it's true. It's yeah. So I don't know about that one, but we'll see. I want to know about that one. Have oh, you don't know about here? the haunting? Oh, no. you don't know about Deborah? You don't know about poor Deborah? Damn, by name, you gonna say her name three times like that? She <laughs> deserves respect. Deborah yeah. deserves respect. Well, I have to bring this jovial a chat. It's like it's like when at a party, someone asks about someone you know who's already passed, and you're like, oh, okay, <clears throat> well, everyone sober up for a second. I don't remember when this was. Was this the '80s or earlier? I think was it was this... the. 70? It would have been America Sings era, but a a cast member passed away via accident inside of the Circle Theater because it's exactly like the Carousel of Progress, but before they had collapsible walls. So, ah, yeah, okay, as yeah. you can imagine, um, mm-hmm. you could yeah, get pretty rough. stuck, and yeah. uh, that is what occurred. So, um, okay. that 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 is sort of a. It is really only since America, and that did not close America Sings. Just so we're clear, that, no, that had nothing to do never, with it. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. But America Sings continued for a while, and then it was, I don't know, it's been all sorts of stuff, including a, uh, a, a its own version of Interventions for a while and just all sorts of things. So there's the story. If you did not know, now yeah. go to bed and whoa. Okay. Um, <laughs> moving on from that, speaking of, oh, God, this transition. Speaking of one thing that has passed and now talking about another thing that's about to pass. <laughs> is it though? Is it though? Because I'm also- And they rise again? <laughs> <laughs> the thing that never dies. It never yeah. goes away. That, literally the song that never ends. Yeah. It, it just won't. It needs to go away. Honestly, it's- Okay, so Disneyland Forever <laughs> and the Main Street Electrical Parade will be going away in September. Allegedly. Sure, Jan. Sure, Jan. I don't Jan. know. I, I, okay, Main Street Electrical Parade, love it but it's tired i'm tired of it i don't want to see it anymore send it here care. y'all yes, can please. have it i want you can it. take it i want magic happens asap today i don't care how they make it work it literally died before it could live two weeks <laughs> two weeks 
two whole weeks two whole weeks and it was like the best parade that i have ever seen the floats stunning in the daytime and in the nighttime it's beautiful the characters look beautiful obviously my queen princess tiana was on there she had her own float it was like it's we need magic happens like i couldn't care less about main street electrical parade bro i don't even take paint the night i'll even take that right Mm -hmm. paint the night is a party um main street electrical parade the music just hurts my ears um (gasps) i don't like that like Tink, like the you know the, the Moog synthesizer. Moog. Is it Moog or Moog? I, I don't. I don't know if I think I I've always called it Moog, but I've heard it pronounced both ways. Um, I love it. It hurts I my ears. Yeah, I love that. I have like a collection of Moog yeah. vinyl records. I that is. But yeah, so mainstream electrical parade. The weird thing about it is that they spent all that money on the new float, and it's already going away. So. Yeah. We'll see how that goes. It's never going away. It's probably temporary. Back. No, they'd have so much merch out for it right now. Yeah. So no yeah. weird. They literally they just got a parade back every thirty seconds. That yeah. it'll it'll be back. I guarantee you, it'll be back. It'll be back in February. Yeah, for sure. It's like that ex girlfriend. You know, it's always like, no, she gonna be back. She's, She's for be sure. Back. It's so toxic, but <laughs> it just works somehow. So anyway, um, you know how it is. You know how it is when when you're dating a parade. Um, So moving on (laughs) to um, international news, we're going to go back to Paris uh, because Avengers Campus over at the much-needed Studios Paris has opened. Um, The uh, preview, uh, I watched some videos of the preview. It feels complete. It looks very complete. And it does I like look that. Good. There's some. I mean, they got a. There's an e-ticket ride there, mm-hmm. so you know they got yeah, what's that, that going like? for. For real. <laughs> <laughs> no, technically, technically, the e-ticket here got here before the whole land. Um, sure. But uh, what is their e-ticket? Uh, their e-ticket, it's, uh... of course, is Flight Force. It's just their rock and roller coaster, but it's been rethemed to Iron Man and uh, Captain Marvel fighting something. I can't tell, but they're I can't shooting tell lasers. Either. And it's really weird because Brie Larson is doing the part and speaking English, but because it's Iron Man, you can't see him. All of a sudden, it's like Brie Larson's like, come on, Tony, get to this thing. And then Tony's like, and you're just like, I don't, so it's so silly. weird. Um, it's so silly how he sounds sorry, in French. I don't want to offend our French listeners, um, <laughs> but it's just sorry, strange French to hear people. Tony. It's just hard to hear Tony Stark <laughs> with a very thick French accent. But uh, yeah, it's just rock and roller coaster. Um, but uh, it's, I don't know. I was kind of not impressed be honest uh, did everyone else get a chance to look at the uh video ride through i got a look at some of the footage are, are we talking about the campus as a whole or flight force uh, flight force specifically flight force i couldn't tell what the fuck was going on yeah so. once you get the queue has a pretty neat like the queue was yeah, the, the, yeah the animatronic looks pretty good but oh it, it looks, looks phenomenal yeah, yeah but outside of the animatronic the queue looks very like bare it, it doesn't seem like it, it, it does but even on the ride, like I saw the ride throughs, the POVs, it looked very similar. And you guys can tell me if I'm wrong because I haven't been on uh, Cosmic Rewind. It looked very similar. The projections on there. I got more hyperspace mountain vibes. Than- I got hyperspace oh, okay. too. Yeah. I can yeah. see that. I can yeah. see that. It I agree felt, with that. It felt like there wasn't the space or the room to do the, I'm trying to think of the term for what they do in Cosmic Rewind. The thing you don't know about Cosmic Rewind until you get in it, and we could be mm-hmm. ignorant because we are, as you probably guessed at this point, none of us are in France, so we've not ridden this. Um, but Cosmic screens are really big. Um, like IMAX size big, or at least they feel bigger than that. I think huge. Um, but I it genuinely feels like you're in space. Yeah, Hmm. and there's like there's there's star mapping and stuff. It was weird to me that this didn't have any of that star mapping. This all, I mean, it's it's supposed to be in space clearly, but it was very like 
that that hyperspace mountain vibe of like space is black and then we are going to project on these like small areas that we have like very specific things and that's all we can really do and the projections didn't seem clear yeah the projections i I don't i couldn't tell if it was the the videos yeah it's really tough it's hard to yeah it's hard but But, i mean that's i mean that's the problem is you can watch any uh you know i think any screen oriented uh thing is really tough to gauge until you're on it um but at the same time it, i don't know b b minus maybe for a refurb it just didn't feel like much it felt like that's what they had and they kind of figured it out i did like the drone show though the avengers assembled drone show um i thought it was kind of neat uh what are you guys' thoughts about the drone show if you got a chance to look at it I loved it. It's just, yeah. I I wish it, sh- it was only for media. It's, it reminds me of, do you guys remember when New Fantasyland opened and they had the dragonfly over? Oh, totally, yeah. But they never did it again because it was just for media. I'm like, you're yeah. going to put all this money into this. I don't understand the, the media thing where they give them a different product than they're yeah. you can ever right get. than the consumer like it, it makes like, no what's sense the point like oh that's no. so good for it's a total waste of money because they don't yeah. exactly they're not going to give them a bad review they're already on the media list like that's the whole yeah. point of being on the media list they got to go for free so you don't need to give them those extra things um i think about so it's how not those... permanent i mean not no that... it was only for the event yeah which is strange because that's a lot of work um but it's one of those things that you see and you're like it'd be cool people really want drone shows i think I drone like shows they're really unstable uh, mm-hmm. as someone who flew a drone uh, as much as it's now digital and figured out winds can just be a real nightmare oh yeah um, and that can True. make things really tricky i did like it though they did that thing where dr strange moves his hand and, and yeah. that becomes the big portal using the drones i thought man that's so cool and i, I kind of wanted to see more interactive stuff like that i'd like to see the drones in a show i think the cool thing would be for for um an avengers type evening show is not to be a fireworks or entertainment show or a drone show by itself but just be a live stunt show thing and combine all of those into a nighttime thing so oh. thor lifts his hammer and then all the drones do a big lightning effect you know that sort of showcases you know use drones and and pyrotechnics and fireworks in a way like tell that's a story of, tell a little story at the end of the day like this is not really like, like a, it doesn't it has no narrative it's just little icons of like li- they just literally kind of, little icons yeah. they come out to their icon and everyone goes yeah. hey yeah. spider-man yeah. and that's cool but you're right it's one of those it things just, we'll probably never see avengers campus um in dca is really it's very difficult when it comes to the shows because when they do their little stunt show it's so hard to see the angle of the building mm-hmm. it's just like impossible like you'll, you'll maybe like see a little black widow up there but yeah. you won't get like a good view um so i i don't know how a show would work for us here but um Avengers Campus definitely needs something because during the day you have the Spider-Man um, stunt tronic thing. Um, but then at nighttime, it's very dead. There's not a lot going on in the area. Um, you can see maybe one or two superheroes here and there, but it, there's just not much around that time. It, yeah. I feel like it needs an e-ticket ride. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> like an Avengers-based yeah, yeah. e-ticket ride or something? Like an like Avengers-based oh, wow. e-ticket ride. It's yeah. almost as if they didn't have the building already there. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> uh, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> side, you know. Side note, though. What's up with that? I don't think it's happening at all. They don't need to right now. People are going. So yeah. it's, I'll tell you exactly what it's going to be is you need something over there that's going to get people. I don't think, I don't think Mario World's going to be big enough to make that big of a dent. Um, it'll be a thing, uh-huh. but it's not going to make a dent. I mean, right. 
what's weird is if it was flipped, right? The universals were different. Epic Universe would be 100% the reason they'd have an Avengers e-ticket. Like, mm-hmm. but that's not a problem they have in California. So we'll see. They've we just have... been doing a lot of these phased openings and yeah. I don't like it because no. they, it's, it, it oh, just feels very incomplete. I'd rather have a full land that you can go to. And I understand their business strategy on it. It's just, it, as a fan, it just, it just does not feel like it's worth it. And like, I'd yeah. rather just go when they have everything. Like I'm a fan and I went la- like last year and I went and it was very, it did feel very disjointed, but I, it's just like the only thing I could see myself wanting to like immediately go there at that point is if it's like a character that's like, you know how they do the thing where yeah. they add yeah. a character from a recent show, but that only really benefits locals and they keep those characters right. only for a certain amount of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which stinks. Cause it's cool. I don't even think Moon Knight's there anymore. Like, nope. So anyway, so there you go. That's some Avengers Campus in um, Wonderful Falls. Uh, but we're going to move on uh, to other, I don't even know if I'm going to call this interesting news. Victoria, who's getting a big bonus for doing nothing? Not me. Um, I wish it was me. I heard that. Oh, I guess I get to deliver all the bad news this episode. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> first first Deborah, now this. But um, so, uh, RIP Deborah. But um, Bob Shapek, um it got his contract extended for three more years. So originally we were hoping he would get kicked out um, February, but the board decided, nah, we need more money. So he's going to be here uh, for three more three years, more years until yeah. 2025. Um, not only that, he got a $20 million bonus. And I believe that's going to be annually. And that's like, well, I think damn. a minimum, like it, and that's it, what... it can be more. Yeah. It says it's not yeah. less Cause it's than $20 salaries. million a year. His it's salary low. is what three? I think like it's two his, and a half. His, his base salary it says two point five. It has not changed, but his long term incentive award included in the contract has increased from fifteen million annually to not less than twenty million annually. Ugh. This is why he's cost cutting. I swear he's like, let me cost cut so that they have enough money for my bonus at the end of the year. That's why he's doing all this. Yeah. Well, I mean, he done fired check. everybody, so I <laughs> guess he. Could. Yeah, there's money left over. Yeah, there's. But not enough for each attraction at DCA. Not enough to get food going through the Pim Kitchen at Disneyland Paris. Not enough for Tron to get done. I don't understand. Yeah. Yeah, everyone everyone gets to wait around except for him. Um, I just don't get it. I don't know why he wants the job. I literally don't understand it. I mean, I guess money, but... I mean, money, I guess. Everyone, everyone dislikes yeah. him. Like, why would you want this job? Like, I don't... But I don't understand it. like him shareholders like, no they don't know the shareholders, shareholders do okay. right i mean people are making money but people yeah. understand but i feel like there are some shareholders that really understand kind yeah. of the specifics about you know like the kind of the long-term yeah and they're not you know, just right. next quarter. yeah yeah so but mm-hmm. i'm excited to hear the earnings call <laughs> <laughs> is that coming up uh august i believe right it's like he goes it's like you go to the place where everybody doesn't like you you know people don't like you and you still show up you still want yeah. to like why would you want to do that as just I, as a regular human being like why? i think there's something to be said about 20 million dollars a year yeah but he can you we really think he can't get another job like i feel like oh, he'll 100%. Go, he, he, oh, go somewhere he can else. totally get another job yeah he could have a cushier lobby job yeah. that gives him oh, yeah. he's, all he's got to do is like two months in dc a year and he'll make 10 million how much more do you need? I could live on twenty million for the rest of my life. I'm confused. What justified the the increase in the bonus? That's what I honestly that's want to why. know. I think it's just a normal procedure, right? It's like business as usual. Um, you know, I, I mean, generally, if you get a 
contract extension, they up something. Um, but God, what a, I mean, it's just not a good time for this kind of thing. Um, and also, you know, eat the rich. Anyway, um, somebody <laughs> also uh, disagrees with, uh, and may, may, may we say regrets, Victoria, uh, Bob Chapek? The girls are fighting. The girls are fighting. <laughs> so excited. I shouldn't be, but like when I heard this, I really got so excited. It was hilarious. <laughs> it was so funny to me. So um, Business Insider put out an article, which I did a free trial to um, read because I'm nosy. <laughs> but, um, because you're that so bitch. No- you know what I mean? I like, am so nosy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So must, Business must Insider do. said. <laughs> I look like you're dying right now. Cause you just know it's such good tea. You're just like, I can't wait to tell you. Like, I can't wait. You've been waiting all week just to come and tell so everybody. Funny. It is so funny. Yo. I just, it's, I've been waiting for this article. So Iger, um, sources close to Iger basically stated that um, he feels that the biggest regret of his career as far as being a CEO with Disney was appointing Shapek. We knew this. We were just waiting for him to know that. <laughs> yeah. But and it was just certain pieces of the article basically stated like you know he was there trying to make sure he was okay but at the end of the day he was a novice and he's just like slacking on everything the don't say gay situation came up um everything that was like softball stuff for Iger Mm -hmm. jpeg just really struck out every every single time every single time he just struck out because they were suggesting like weren't they like i mean they were like well let's tiptoe this we'll make him see what was it like coo or something like it was another yeah, kind of like semi position yeah. and i was like no 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 like i'm not gonna like pussyfoot around like he's gonna like he's in charge and like boy we probably should have had that buffer zone just to like test the waters but um this ain't news that you this is news that you don't yeah for sure and I, this is not news that you let leak like sources say like this is I- Iger is a hundred percent saying like, okay, like let people know. <laughs> oh yeah, because the the end of the article, I was like, oh yeah, he want everybody to know. Yeah. Pretty much, he was just like, I'm giving best wishes and prayers to the Disney company. I still love Disney, <laughs> and my by the way, my book will be coming out soon. So yeah. I'm like, I will pre-order this book on Amazon, sir. If you are shitting on Shapek, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> like but, yeah, yeah, for sure. But there was an interesting tweet that I saw, um, which was from DSNY Newscast, and he retweeted the news and basically said, I have I had great respect for Bob Iger as he was a statesman CEO that Disney needed. But don't forget, he promoted a book about leadership, then left the CEO position amidst the greatest start to the company. Iger's poor successor planning is the reason we got Chapek. Right. So I do feel like not just a book. Known... He did a masterclass on leadership damn he's loving in my coin um yeah that's so misjudgment it it really is and it's like we all if you if you've worked with chapek for all these years you know his personality you know that he's not going to fit well with the disney community or just disney fans or just the company in general like he doesn't have the sweater like the sweater vibes no so you know like he doesn't have that he doesn't have the just like let's sit by the campfire and whatever so to me like you should have known better like, I yep. don't know what it's Iger's weird. thoughts were. Like, oh my God, presidency. I want to run for president. I want to do this. I want to do that. Oh, so maybe Iger, he's in yeah. his seat. He really, so, he really wants yeah. to run for president. <laughs> he's really, he's putting himself in a good position, especially going after like a major CEO like Chapek. He's kind of, you know, putting his ducks in a row. But um, this definitely falls on him too. Like it really, I, I feel totally. like a lot of us look at Iger fo- like fondly for a lot of the things that he did over the years. But I think this whole Chapek mess is on him. 
I, yeah, I don't love Iger. Like, I, I, I don't have I a mean, disrespect, but he's no, he's not Eisner. Like, yeah. Eisner really transformed things, uh-huh. and then Which Frank Wells passed away. They're like their reputation is like mixed at the same time. Like, I feel like Eisner doesn't get the same amount of like love and respect. A lot of the time, he's like given a lot I feel of like time is a factor. With time that, is though. a factor. I, I think, think Eisner has factor. gotten a lot better uh, reputation yeah. after seeing what can come after. I mean, for anyone who's read James E. Stewart's Disney War, like Eisner had his issues for sure, especially after Frank Wells passed away. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he had terrible, he made terrible hiring choices that affected the company. Um, well, wasn't uh, his strategy to like pit people against each other in the company and like he if was, I recall, yes. He was into. I mean, he came, Game of Thrones. Yeah, he came from a Hollywood producer background. He had a real friction. He he thought friction created kind of like the best playing field. And I don't think he's wrong. I I think that uh, he just was. He was picking people like Michael Ovitz, who were their own big personalities, and immediately didn't work at all in the Disney company. How, does that sound like anyone you know? Someone who just like is totally from a different background, and then comes into Disney and doesn't fit at all. Um, and and. You know, I would say he had his issues. Iger, but he he was he let creative do what they want to do. Iger bought a lot of stuff. He was a very much a TV guy and mm-hmm. understood that model that property, intellectual property, can really help. And I don't think he was bad, but you know, I mean, this is a pretty bad decision. My comparison is this pretty much. And when I made this comparison to someone, it made sense to them. Remember the last election we had, and it was a choice between Trump. <laughs> And Biden. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> like how I it was an easy dis- it, how it was an easy vote, but also one of those votes where you're like, what else am I gonna do? Yeah. Right. It's, exactly. It's just like, yeah. what else am I going to do? Yeah. Like, and I feel well, and now that I remember, the only reason we got Shapec, if I remember correctly, is because um the CEO and whoever was after him left the company suddenly, right? Well, he was in parks for I mean he took over for stags. If I, I think there was someone in between, I can't remember. It's there was a time period there where Iger was shuffling things pretty heavily, um, and uh, you know, I he is a marketing guy. He has a very specific background. I don't think he's been terrible for Disney Plus. Um, I think that he's about to suck up. I saw a stat that showed that this wave of Marvel. You know how they they kind of are waves. I think we're in wave four or whatever they call it. Um, yeah, we're about to be out of phase four. Phase four. Phase four has more content than the last three combined because of the TV shows. And I think we're get I think we're getting tired. And I think that's been a I think that's gonna end up becoming a real problem. Uh is he's very good at this streaming stuff, but they leaned hard on two franchises to hold up a whole streaming platform. And it's mm-hmm. just, it's going to, that's going to be a problem. It's not going to hold forever. So he's, he, I think the moment you see issues there, he's, if they start having Netflix issues, JPEG's out the door pretty quick. Um, so we'll see, we'll see how, how Iger can affect things. Um, he certainly would like to, but I don't know. JPEG is this interesting thing. Like it's, it's very inside baseball, but uh, you know, who would want a president who would hire someone like Bob JPEG? So, um, <laughs> I don't know. Not me. Um, Not anyway, I. Let's talk about something a little more positive. Um, Sarah, let's let's talk a little bit about Ms. Marvel. I believe, Victoria, you watched all of it. Uh, yes, I watched I all of it. And Sarah saw all of it. And Janine, I'll be your foil where you guys can tell me about this. Janine is very interested in checking out this thing called the Avengers. She hears a, Robert, a certain Robert Downey Jr. is a real funny guy. She's figuring it out. Um, no, I'm being mean. Sarah, what are your thoughts uh, overall when it comes to Ms. Marvel now that it has completed its season? 
Miss Marvel to me, um, I rewatched it all yesterday again. Um, it was very, I, I, I feel like this show was everything that I wanted and more when I was a teenager. Like it was literally like, it's a love letter to Muslim teens that are like mm-hmm. just nerds. Like I just, I think what's so great about this show is that I just felt very authentic on every front, whether it be explaining kind of like Gen Z, um, Pakistani culture, Muslim culture, um, Stan culture. Like it just had a lot of, different elements to it that just blended so beautifully and just didn't feel boring or out of touch or like unaccessible and just the way that the show um, was made I know that there was a lot of people who were kind of going for it saying that it gave them Disney Channel vibes but I feel like it was very visually stimulating oh um, yeah it's yeah. the prettiest oh, it's beautiful like yeah. it's uh, the doodles like that's such a cool way like the way that they would show texting in the show like yeah. it was very very creative um, and it just had the there was a part in the show that kind of went into the idea of jinn which is kind of like it's pre-Islamic um folklore mythology and it was so interesting how they blended that in because whenever we think of the marvel universe i think it's very interesting how we don't ever see it outside of white culture yeah and how that mm-hmm. the whole idea of different, you mean nordic um, gods yeah, <laughs> yeah. the, the like, whitest culture literally <laughs> so you never you never see it like how it plays into different cultures and how this idea of multiple dimensions plays into a different culture and the best way that um, Nani, who is uh, Miss Marvel's grandmother, explained it to her was to relate it to something that she knew, which is a jinn, which is like a thing that the spiritual being that like a lot of Muslims grow up um, uh, thinking about. So like the way that they kind of put, uh, put that together was just like so perfect. And I think um, when it goes to Islamic culture and Pakistani culture, there was a lot of discourse um, within the community about how Miss Marvel um, is it. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. My cat just went into the window. I'm going to start that part over. Um, so, so there was a lot of discourse um, when it came to um, how, how representative of the Muslim community is Miss Marvel? How is she? Is she the perfect example? Is she a good representation? Because there's 1.4 plus billion Muslims out there. And of course, she's not going to be a clear representation of every single type of Muslim out there. But she was her own authentic, specific type of Muslim or Pakistani teenager. Like she was just right. herself. It kind it was very unapologetic in its expression in that um and she had there were so many different things where it came to like the gossiping aunties or there was like um the points where you had um oh she's never gonna get a husband that is the main thing that you will hear for the rest of your life if you're a muslim <laughs> north african <laughs> arab south asian teen a girl that's trying to do anything different oh you're never gonna get a husband and i loved how they used that and it was just so natural it felt normal like it just it was just a part of just the like the vibe it's the best way to explain it um and the way that they incorporated so many different things that I went through like when I was a kid like whenever you get sick your mom your mom was like throwing around some some water on you um which is the this basically holy water the evil eye like that's something that we constantly talk about um they had walla bros which are like basically muslim fuckboys um so you had <laughs> you had all these little things that are so specific um to the community and um i loved how they also included uh the partition which is a huge huge point in history that not a lot of people know about yeah. that um I just think that the way that they incorporated it into the show was just so beautiful and so true to um, the culture. And it just, that's, I just, 
I don't, I have so much things that I want to say and I don't want to like take up all the time. I'm captivated um, for one. It, it was, it was just beautiful. It was beautiful. Like there was, I was literally, there were so many episodes where I was just like crying because it was like, mm. I wish that I had this. Like, I mm. wish that I, like, I related to this on so many different levels, even like Nakia and her struggle of trying to bring the mosque forward and this idea of gendered mosques and feeling like, um, we always have these uncles that are just constantly talking and talking and talking over <laughs> tea and coffee about politics. These men, uh, whatever. But like seeing that she wants to like make change um, in her, in the mosque and move forward, like, and just being hijabi and being just unapologetically herself. It wasn't even discussed. It was what it was. Um, so it just made me so happy to see that um, because you could just see Miss Marvel just going through the struggle of, not being Pakistani enough, not being American enough, but just being herself and just being so perfect in that. Um, and I know that there was like a lot of things that uh, the finale was just amazing how they kind of are now moving her in to um, kind of, I don't really know exactly how this plays into like the Fantastic Four and stuff and the mutation stuff. That's too, you know, marvel for me. Sure. <laughs> so I'll leave that part to you guys. Yeah, go ahead, Victoria, on that. But that was my little bit. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Well, it was all beautifully said. I love that it made such an impact for you. Oh, yeah. They, like, it was, just, it was just perfect. So I'm happy that we have something like that for all the Muslim teens. And I hope that they go ahead and check it out. It's a really, really good show. And it's just it's so accessible. It made it very accessible to someone who just doesn't really understand the culture, the religion, yeah. or any of that type of stuff. It made, for the first time, I saw Islam represented in the way that it should be represented, which is a religion of peace and not violent. And I feel like we never see that. And to see it on such a huge scale. You always see funny. Muslim representation from the outside looking in. Yeah. Exactly. This just felt so pure and authentic. Like it's everything that you like think that, that it should be. So Victoria, what'd you think? Uh, I absolutely loved how refreshing it is, but it, like to add on to what Sara said, it also kind of reminded me of the fact that I love that we're getting young Avengers because essentially this is what is part of the setup. Like a lot of young Avengers, a lot of setup for Miss Marvels based on the end credit scene. Uh, it also really was very enlightening. Like Sara mentioned, like I had no idea about the partition and it made me want to go and like research it and understand a little bit more about what exactly that yeah. was. Um, very unapologetic in itself. I love <clears throat> how it brought like a little bit of reality and made a lot of things normalized that we used to essentially demonize. It was really good, but from a comic book nerd perspective, <laughs> it I was I was freaking out because now we're, we officially gotten our first mutant. Kamala is the first mutant officially in the 616 universe, which is freaking amazing because we're getting that much closer to X-Men. Um, <laughs> Literally getting a little theme from x-men we get the theme every time and i was like kevin feige i know a hint when i see one literally i have it set up for when we're done and i'm gonna watch the whole series again but <laughs> and you're getting like, a new and you're getting a new season of x-men 97 so i'm nerding out so we got that we got miss marvels all of this to basically set up for secret wars which is going to be the end game i'm assuming of this upcoming phase which yeah. is basically going to include deadpool x-men the fantastic four the avengers and they're just going to be battling it out. So overall, I, as far as Miss Marvel is concerned, I thought it was just beautifully done. I really mm -hmm. think it was just, a, I know, it, it did kind of slow down for me in episode three slightly. Okay. But it picked back up. It picked back up for me. Um, I land a lot with what you guys say. I would say my my biggest 
complaint it, it was not at all anything to do with sort of the ambiance of the culture or anything like that. Um, I will say this is slightly spoil spoilery. So if you want to skip ahead a little bit, feel free to. I don't think it's super spoilery, but I think it's a little spoilery. So forewarned. All right. So here's what we're going to say. Um, I think it's weird to take your emotionally connected antagonist and kill them off in the penultimate episode and then have a whole other episode left. Um, and, True. and basically kind of be I like, I don't know. Government Karen is now going to be the bad guy. <laughs> like, uh, like I didn't care about, I never cared about damage control. I never was worried about damage control, damage control. Like we know she's going to be an Avenger. And so the idea right. that damage control is going to do anything doesn't make any sense to me because they're like overrided in like two seconds, you know, like I have a, I sort of have a theory that why they did that, but I think it's going to have something to do with secret invasion. But at the same time, the way you said it, yeah. it doesn't make sense because you had one person that was killed off and then all of a sudden this damage control, it makes no sense. It, it, I, I honestly <laughs> think the show is better without the final episode. Um, uh, I don't, I don't, oh, dis- I think, I think the I emotional kind of, I feel like the last episode has some emotional conclusion um, and like, I don't know. There's, I mean, there's costume reveal, right? There's things like that. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But my two main issues was like, I don't buy this like government Karen who I thought was a real, real cardboard. And I'm not standing up for the the, the, the white woman <laughs> villain, but <laughs> I, I am saying like, she like, she was like, oh, well, we don't want certain people to have powers. And the guy's like, what do you mean? She's like, I'm talking about kids. And I'm like, I know you like, I know why you guys mm-hmm. are putting this dialogue in here yeah. is because she's supposed to be this like, kind of like, you know, weird Karen, you're not sure, like, you the know. The government surveillance, like, aspect of it, I think that's what they were trying to go for, because, like, she went into the mosque and the whole, like, oh, take off your yeah. shoes. But right. it's, like, I, I totally agree, because I, I really loved how um the the fifth episode where they were in Pakistan right. and that whole fight scene and everything that was going on, it just felt like it could have concluded on um Najma dying, like, and then her power thingies going into her son. Yeah. And then that could have been, I think it, it would have ended good for me there because then right. it would be like, okay, well, now we're on a little bit of a cliffhanger to right. where she kind of, it moves, it, it gives a little bit of room. Yeah. But the final episode, it, it was out of nowhere. Like, I didn't know damage control was a thing up until like this. I think it was supposed to be a show at one point and then they canceled it. Yeah. Something like that. And, and then, of course, that, convincing it was something like that. That, like, lady gets, the, the thing is, is then that lady gets, like, fired. <laughs> you know, she's like, yeah. they're like, don't do it. Right, so she's it's like, like, I'm going to do it. And I'm like, why? Like, you're going to get like, fired. And it doesn't make sense for her. Now, if they had some sort of in credit scene where, like, um, Julia Louise Dreyfus shows up and is like, I need you to run what I'm doing. And, like, here's, like, you know, the bad captain america and here's you know like if there was a way to like take this character that seems sort of like good at organizing issues and doing something with her fine but I, I, we didn't get any of that so like i don't know I why mean, we're setting up this this character that doesn't really seem to and be she around. just gets ran off by the neighbors and it's like Ooh, yeah. like it, it really was a giving like a, a disney channel movie ending they did like, a home did, alone yeah. the, the whole last yeah. episode's a home alone in a high school yeah. like home it's alone. <laughs> I mean, it is. It really I mean, was, yeah. They, they they literally do like you know they go, they goop up people in the science room like it's, uh, which is, I'm not saying I I it was kind of whimsical. It. Yeah, it's just yeah, it's such it a tone cute. shift. I think that's my thing is like 
the the fifth episode and the sixth episode don't feel connected at all like in tone and in and uh, I mean, location, literally in place tone, everything yeah. like it just felt it didn't it just we, we had this really epic fight and all these different things in pakistan and now mm. we're back in jersey yeah, like it just, partition, it was, it's hard to go from the partition yeah to that's jersey. exactly yeah because yeah. it was so it was like the transition with that was so weird because i was like oh we're we're back in jersey okay. yeah. yeah and the like, and the popular girl is just Randomly high school. there, <laughs> just cool with it. Like out that of was so. That was the worst. Like someone went, okay, we've planned this whole thing out, and we need another person. And I know she's popular in the comic, and we need to like have her. She needs to be have this. And the moment she was like, "We're stuck in the in the high school," and like come in, like I like some. I just can see the writers' room of like, okay, we need everyone, all the neighbors, to get here real quick, so everyone follows the popular high school girl on TikTok. Which is well, so weird. Nobody's parents follows the high school girl yeah. on TikTok. Like that's just it's just not a reality. Um, and I don't know. Again, I, I feel like I'm crapping on on I'm being nitpicky because the rest of it I thought was so solid and like so constructed well. Um yeah. I have no issue with any of the acting necessarily. I think it's it's beautiful acting. I would say the mother does a real 180 um in in the fifth episode when I kind of thought like I agree. I totally agree with you. Yeah, for for as much friction as that was to kind of be like, okay, you're the one with the powers. Like, I'm going to make you the suit. <sighs> it was heartwarming. It's like, it's nice yeah. to see, but I, I totally get it because like, I think we needed that. We still needed that tension between her and her mom, because yes. again, it plays very heavily into the Pakistani, like kind of storyline of yeah. the mom being like, okay, let's focus on school. No boys. And I, no yeah. parties. But this but is what I happens. Assume that's what it was. But this is yeah. what happens when you already have a movie planned and you blah, 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 blah. Yeah. You can't have a second season where it, the second season, this is a perfect second season moment of being like, I've like, she shouldn't even have found out in the first season that Kamala was. It should have just like, been the grandma that came in and gave and gave her the, the costume. hundred percent. Something yeah. like that. Not the And mom. then you could have that time to develop mm-hmm. that and that trust I mean, and working through it. But they, but, and now but they got to bring in Brie Larson. You know, they got to go. Which yeah. was so weird. I don't, I don't, <laughs> now I don't get it. What reason? My issue is with the format of how they do these Marvel shows. Like, why are we only getting like six episodes to yeah. really build up the story? I feel like that's 30 not minutes enough. too. Like, right. Like without well, the credits, without the opening right. scene, 30 minutes max. Like, how do you really tell a story or give a hero an origin in six episodes? It's not realistic to me. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's, so it's, it's wanting to take the time to flesh out a world, but not actually taking the time to flesh out the world if that makes which any makes, sense which yeah. makes no sense because you're building a multiverse at this point yeah and so how do you and to be fair they were 50 minute long episodes just so we're clear they they were more than a half an hour but still but without the credits and the opening scene yeah that's a good point that. yeah with all yeah the that's fair time you that's get fair. there you know but i think i think it's kind of funny because like by the, i just i just know the next day like Miss Marvel's identity would have been exposed by the aunties on WhatsApp. I'm sorry, it's, it's, it's exposed. <laughs> well, her costume's like... not exactly that. Like, <laughs> it's like a little domino mask. Like, it's not. For real. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, like they, they still is. act like yeah. they don't know who she is. Right. Like, yeah. Which is so funny. It was. It's yeah. actually out of the comic book that they did that. Like several things from there, they took straight out of the comic book, and I appreciated that. Yeah. So anyway, I think that's our thoughts on Miss Marvel. I, I really, <laughs> uh, I really enjoyed it, and I, I hope. Oh, I do want to add one Please, thing. Go ahead. I think I found it very interesting. Well, I'm very glad that they talked about the partition and the Muslim um, persecution that was happening at the time, and is still happening today in India. Um, mm-hmm. It's very interesting that they call that out, but they completely forget about the Uyghur Muslims, how oh, sure. they kind of ignored that. But that's all I want. Oh, to say. So, that's it. <laughs> I'm sure that's just a complete oversight and nothing nefarious about that at all. Anyway, we got to keep moving yeah. on. Uh, yeah. Really quickly, there's a uh, amazing new docu series coming out 
very, very, very soon to Disney Plus. Uh, tell us a little bit about it, Sarah. Yeah, so um, we're finally getting a docuseries on the ILM uh, Light and Magic. Is, it's a, is it a production company? A lighting, yeah, industrial a special effects. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I saw the trailer, and I'm genuinely excited to see that because I love um, when we have docu series, documentaries about how they made these really, really cool scenes, um, or just rides, or anything like that. Um, so it's going to follow the beginning of the ILM to where they are now, um, and they've worked on essentially like almost every big project from yep. the 80s, 90s forward. Um, and I'm really excited to see how they did a lot of the Star Wars special effects because it's like those are just scenes that are crazy to see how like they just like the little miniature thingies and they were like, okay, boom. And then like a shoestring budget. Yeah. 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 And they were just like a bunch of kids. So definitely excited. I like, what are your guys' thoughts? I really want to hear from Nathan too because I know you're like in the film stuff. So. I could not be more excited. I'm, really this is as, <laughs> I'm as excited about this as I was imagineering um, because. Mm. ILM is like they're the, the they've always yeah. been the gold standard, and like I know because of the prequel Star Wars prequel uh, DVDs and my obsession with watching all the special features on all of them, like names like uh, I of course I'm going to blank now, but there's like like plenty of people that show up in this documentary that I'm like yeah I know I know that person I know this person you know like Dennis Murin and uh, John Knoll and like these people that you know go on John Knoll goes on to make Photoshop and and you know like there's just all these tangential connections with ILM I mean some people go and do Photoshop and Adobe some people go and make Pixar there's just all this stuff um I've always loved I have a funny story about ILM they had a special on Fox when I was growing up about ILM I think it was like a I don't know, like an anniversary special, like ILM turned 25 or 30 or something. And um, I don't know, but uh, it was going to be about how they made all this stuff. And I'm so excited. And I had to go to church. And so, of course, we set the VHS tape. That VHS tape did not start. And I did not get to see the special. Oh, right? no. Crushed child. But they're going to re-air it. So Nathan gets to watch it, right? Nathan sits down. Nathan is ready to watch. Title begins. And they interrupt with a news broadcast. And suddenly there is a white Bronco going down a highway. <laughs> no way. <laughs> it's true. That's OJ Simpson ruining your childhood. OJ Simpson out here ruining my childhood. <laughs> the personal oh vendetta you must God. have and hold to this day. <laughs> yeah. Man, I tell you what. No one hates OJ Simpson more than me. Um <laughs> um yeah so am i excited to finally see a documentary about ilm yeah I am. wait so they never okay so they didn't re-air it a third time i that mean maybe night, nothing God, this was the time when like something came on once and you were lucky to see yeah, it they, again like oh ever. they turned off the nba finals yeah. for oj simpson yeah. no they way. were not they were they literally turned the nba finals off for oj they That's were not re-airing that um that special no. so i'm sure it's on like youtube or something but i i don't even know what to what it'd be called you know it's you like have I have to watch it, it. I, you I, have I to but this is like a childhood dream at this point i know but because it was oj it, it sort of like is better you know like yeah, it's, wanna, a, it's better to, i want a mission to find it for you now i'm gonna find it yeah. i know oh, god damn it <laughs> Ruin, so ruining my sweet nathan's childhood yeah for real. thanks oj damn. So anyway, i'm excited to say the least um well i'm gonna keep us moving on because going from 
going, <laughs> this is not a good transition. Um, going from oh God, uh, I don't even know if I want to hear this. From uh, one man with a gun to several people with a gun. Uh, Wait, did didn't OJ t- have a knife? He had a knife, but allegedly. Allegedly. allegedly, I should say allegedly. You know, well, he wasn't allegedly. fit. You know, he was allegedly. acquitted. He was acquitted. He was acquitted. acquitted. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Janine, who's now brandishing weapons on a theme park ride in Orlando? From 150 feet above scores of people, it's you, it's me, it's the small child next to us. Yes. It's everyone. <laughs> Everyone's yeah. getting a gun, and we're getting elevated above people, and we're being instructed to point that gun at those people. It's a wildly inappropriate idea. <laughs> um, I, I'm, I think it's bizarre. What is it? Let's explain. Let's be very clear yeah, on what uh, we're yeah, talking sorry about. Yeah, sorry about that. Uh, Icon Park. <laughs> the Icon ride, Park, known for their Ferris wheel. Their and that's about it. And also killing that poor boy. Okay, wait. A couple we, months ago. Can someone tell me about that? Because I saw a lot of people talking about it, but I wasn't sure what uh, was going on. So, so recap. So they have a drop tower. Well, they mm-hmm. did. I don't know if it's still there. Large drop tower? That was them? That yeah, was, that was them, like, yes. Yeah, that was them. The one where the kid falls? Yes. 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 Jeez. Yeah, yeah, that was okay. the same park. Yep. Oof. So, yeah. yeah. Right. The same park that had a 14-year-old boy fall to his death on their ride is arming people on the London Eye with blasters and stashing little targets around their park for people like to- QR codes, right? Or something like something. I don't like know that. what they are. I'm not sure what they are. I'm really not. But for five ninety five, you yeah. can find out. And um, <laughs> it's so cheap. Like yeah, that is such a that's, cheap. That's not well, like, five ninety five anymore. Pl- uh, on addition to the cost of going on the one, less five ninety five for anything. But um, it's uh, not even gas. Yeah, so it's just you shoot targets while you're going around on the Ferris wheel. I, the, the Ferris wheel takes an hour to go around. How much time can you spend shooting targets? Oh. I mean, um, it is fifty targets. Yeah, fifty. Wow, that's it's fifty. I'm so enamored by the beauty of the Orlando skyline that I don't know how I would have the time <laughs> to shoot at targets. Yeah, um, second to none, truly. Beautiful. Um, yeah, boy. There, there's this I wish Dave were here. He had yes, some really would, good yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, This is, of man, course, uh, if you see so the promo shot, it's two people that look like they're sort of holding mini paintball guns, I think is the best way to put it. This is, of course, not – there's no projectile of any kind. It's some sort of camera Laser that captures – yeah. I don't even know if it's a la- – I don't even know. Um, I don't think lasers would go that far. I think it's more I like – it's, it's like capturing – It says it infrared, so I'm guessing. Maybe they are laser? going with infrared. So That's what um, it says. But anyways, you can now snipe – so that's not a problem. Um, it's bad luck. Bad luck to say the least. Yeah. Um, so anyway. I, I, I wonder when yeah. did, did this, this got launched like a respectful few weeks after the Uvalde <laughs> and other shootings. Like, For did real? they have to put like a, we got to wait two weeks from the last mass shooting before we can launch our mass shooting simulation. Oh, that's a, game. that's a small window in this country. You got to really <laughs> work it out. You got to really. It's just so tone deaf to me and the people of that city are still dealing yes literally i think the same day that they announced this the footage came out of the officers dealing with that situation yeah the very same day that might be part part of why this is just coming across as not reading the room um but just in general it's it's very i think it's very stupid um i don't know who their pr team is i don't know who's designing this for i think I mean, to... would you want to be their PR team? I don't think anyone's their PR team anymore. I don't even right? think they have a PR team. No, I mean, like this was <laughs> very at this point, hire Shapek. 
Yeah, right. No, he could do it. At least he wouldn't do. I don't know if he would do something stupid like this. But like, this is just unbelievably tone deaf. And just like, why, why for five ninety five? It's literally not even anything special. Like, are they really gonna make money off of it like that? Is it really that important? Like, it just they're already dealing with something, and then to have done something like this, it's just like, let's just read the room. Like, like it's just Dave common said, sense. Is it's just sort of it's very uninspired, and they could have done the, the same look- mechanic. Yeah. And made it not a mass shooting simulator. Um, Like he, he, I think he said something like a magic spyglass where you're doing like a, like an eye spy thing or something like that. Like think about it a little bit more. You can make something that's fun. That's not this tone deaf. And so it's just. But you can't buy it from a Chinese supplier for $2 a weapon. That's true. And the weapons look so ridiculous. They They look like little Nerf guns. Like they're not. Honestly. It's, it just doesn't. It makes sense. It doesn't feel like it. What's the point? Yeah, it's very so uninspired. Stupid. Also, I just think it's really disrespectful to the victims, like just of Pulse. Yeah, like, you yeah. literally had a whole yeah. mass shooting, in and like very- a big one, like fifty-two people, right yeah. down the street. Yeah, like I was just like, it's so disrespectful to them. Quick update: Icon Park has already decided to pause the game, and they plan to redesign it. <laughs> What is Icon Park, if not disrespectful? Fair. On that note, let's talk about things that can be respectful. And that is uh, you rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. We would love a respectful (laughs) review. Um, We're doing good. We're doing okay on there. It's just not many. Um, And uh, we would love to have some more. And I think there's a couple that are sort of gut political reactions, you know, a little low for no good reason. So if you like the show, um, please go and give us a rating. You don't even have to give it a review. If you give us a five-star review, though, I will read it, or one of us will read it here on the show. But uh, at the very least, just give us five stars. Do it real quick. We'll love you for it. And it just helps the ratings, helps people get to know the show. Um, so a, a big call for that. But uh, yeah, so this, uh, uh, ladies, thank you so much for joining me this uh, this episode. Uh, Dave, we are excited to have you back um, when uh, work is a little less uh, busy. Uh, and with that, Rat Castle is produced by me, yours truly. The wonderful and miraculous, or whatever I said at the beginning, Nathan Hartman. Um, please consider subscribing uh, also so you don't miss any episodes. And please tell your friends we're on all sorts of platforms. And if we're not on a platform you want, uh, please let me know or let us know. You can find us on Twitter um, or you can find all of our links at ratcastle.podbean.com or uh, bit.ly forward slash ratcastle, where you can also send us questions. So please do that. Now grab your belongings and exit to the left. Stop this foolishness! What foolishness would you like to see? Will you get out of here?